0: You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College.
1: This is Riot Radio News. I'm Parker Quinn, and these are your Riot Radio News headlines. Beginning later this month, all visitors and members of the Toronto Zoo will be required to produce confirmation of COVID-19 vaccination. The new policy, which goes into effect on October 25th, builds on the zoo's existing policy, which requires all workers and volunteers to be completely vaccinated by October 30th. The organization claims that it is responsible for the safety of all employees, visitors, and animals. The identities of both deceased drivers in a fatal incident on Simcoe Street in Mariposa Township have been published by the Ontario Provincial Police. Officers say a northbound passenger car passed unsafely and collided head-on with a southbound passenger vehicle on Simcoe Street at Brock Concession Road 6 around 12.25pm on Saturday. Both drivers, Joseph Duchesny, 32, of Oakville, and Mark Wallace, 57, of Durham Region, were declared deceased at the scene as lone occupants in their respective vehicles. In sports, the Toronto Raptors confirmed on Wednesday that they have begun making roster cuts ahead of the regular season, dismissing forwards Freddie Gillespie and Reggie Perry. To meet the 17-player maximum, the team will need to make one more roster reduction before Saturday which includes 15 NBA contracts and two two-way contracts. Gillespie appeared in 20 games for the Raptors in 2020-2021 as the team dealt with front court ailments. He averaged 5.6 points, 4.9 rebounds, and 1.0 blocks per game in 19.6 minutes per game. Last season, White appeared in 26 games for the Brooklyn Nets, averaging 3.0 points and 2.8 rebounds in 8.1 minutes per game. Right Radio weather, mainly cloudy this afternoon with a high of 21 and partly cloudy tonight with a low of 14 and a 60% chance of showers in the evening with a risk of a thunderstorm. Tomorrow is going to be cloudy with a high of 17 during the day and rain with a low of 10 at night. And Saturday, we'll see periods of rain with a high of 13 during the day and cloudy with a 60% chance of showers at a low of 7 at night. It is currently plus 17. For Right Radio News, I'm Parker Quinn. Hey, welcome to Talking Movies with Parker Quinn. I'm your host Parker Quinn and on today's show we are going to be speculating on what's going to happen with Season 3 of The Mandalorian without Grogu as the main character. As well as the possibility of no supporting characters returning for Ted Lasso's fourth season. But first, are you interested in spiders? Because the next North Durham Nature webinar will focus on the world of spiders. More on that in just a few seconds. All that and more coming up today on Talking Movies with Parker Quinn on Riot Radio.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
1: This week on DC Focus, the next North Durham Nature webinar will focus on the amazing world of spiders. Catherine Scott will lead a discussion on the secret lives of spiders during a North Durham Nature webinar on october twenty-sixth. While spiders are frequently misunderstood and feared, they have a diverse range of species and interesting characteristics. The talk will go into what makes spiders unique as well as look at the life cycles of many species scott is a behavioral ecologist and arachnologist who studies the behavior and communication of black widow spiders and other spiders she is a former arachnophobe who is dedicated to changing people's minds regarding these interesting creatures to attend the webinar which begins at 7 pm become a member of north durham nature for ten dollars which also includes access to the remaining 2021 presentations A link to the webinars is provided to members automatically. Visit NorthDurhamNature.com for more information or to join. That's DC Focus on Riot Radio. Stay tuned and we'll be discussing the Disney Plus original series, The Mandalorian's third season, beginning production, and what we can expect for this new season.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk,
1: right here... On Riot Radio. Welcome back to Talking Movies with Parker Quinn. This is Parker Quinn here today, wishing you another happy Thursday. We're going to change it up today and talk about television, since television has become way more popular nowadays in comparison to previous years. So, just a couple of days ago, Apollo Creed himself, Carl Weathers, went to Twitter to confirm the third season of the Disney Plus global phenomenon The Mandalorian has begun production. Weathers is expected to direct another episode of the show in its third season, just like he did with the second season, and of course reprise his role of Greef Karga. And of course, being a Star Wars fan myself, I am very much looking forward to this season of The Mandalorian, and I'm sure I'm not the only one because this is one of the most talked about shows in recent years, ever since Game of Thrones ended. With this third season, there is some speculation that supporting character Grogu, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, won't be returning in this third season. Of course, if you follow the show, you would know that the show is about a bounty hunter in the far reaches of the galaxy, trying to find a new home for this baby Yoda. That storyline has been going on for two seasons and ended last year. Now, spoiler alert for those of you who have not seen season two of The Mandalorian, the second season ended with Mando finding a home for Grogu. With that being the main plot of the first two seasons, Could we see Grogu return for the show's third season? I believe we will. Alongside the show, Grogu has become a pop culture phenomenon, and the character is looked at as one of the most likable characters in television. I believe that Grogu will return in the show's third season. Now, since that storyline has wrapped up, Grogu's return to the show will most likely be in a few episodes as a recurring character. It's not like Grogu was killed off the show and we're never going to see him again. But to have a character that is beloved as Grogu not return would be a huge miss of an opportunity. Having said that, not having Grogu return would also open the door for a new storyline with a new character for Mando to interact with. I recently had a conversation with a buddy of mine who asked if the show could continue being as popular without Grogu. And really, I think the show can definitely continue to be good even without the character. But I will say this, That the absence of the character will definitely leave a bit of a hole in the show i guess we will have to wait and see what happens when season three is released on disney plus at some point in 2022. stick around as we get into our second story on ted lasso
3: you're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham durham college now back to more news campus information and informative talk right here on riot radio
1: our next story is similar to our first story as it is a topic about supporting characters possibly not returning for another season of a show. But instead of one supporting character, it's all the supporting characters. Ted Lasso, Apple TV Plus' number one show, just aired the second season finale on Friday, and the show was renewed for a third season before the second season premiered. Last night, executive producer Bill Lawrence was asked whether or not the show could continue after its third season, should a possible fourth season get greenlit. During the interview, he mentioned that before the first season was filmed, he and Jason Sudeikis, co-creator and the actor who plays the title character, intended the show to be three seasons so that they knew every character's beginning, middle, and end to their storyline. Now, when asked about the fourth season, Lawrence not only mentioned that it depends on if Sudeikis wants to do it or not, but should it happen, none of the supporting characters would return. Rebecca, Higgins, Roy, Keeley. Jamie, Nate, and Beard would not return. I find this news very disappointing. Much like The Mandalorian, I am a huge fan of Ted Lasso, one of my favorite shows that is currently airing. Now, I might be the only one, but when it comes to comedic shows such as Ted Lasso, I watch the show because of the characters. Not the storyline, though it's great. I watch it for the characters. Much like how everyone watched Friends for Ross, Rachel, Joey, Monica, Chandler, and Phoebe. The idea to continue the show without any of the supporting cast is a bad move. Unlike The Mandalorian, the absence of one character is not as big a deal as the absence of all the supporting characters. If I were the creator or head writer of the show, I would either end the show with the third season, despite it being Apple TV Plus' most successful show, because that was the original intention, or find a way to continue every character's story with a fourth season, because maybe there's more to tell. As opposed to dramatic shows for which I watch for the story, as I previously stated, I watch comedic shows for the likable characters. If you haven't checked out Ted Lasso on Apple TV+, please do yourself a favor and watch it, as it is by far one of the best shows currently airing on TV. That's all the time we have this week. Thanks for listening. See you next week on Talking Movies with Parker Quinn on Riot Radio. I'm Parker Quinn. Good night and good news.
4: This is Riot Radio News.
5: Hi, I'm Garrett Werner, your host for today, and this is what's making news this hour. It was announced this week that the Canadian-US border for non-essential travel in early November will be opening. There is still quite a lot of uncertainty whether or not people who have mixed doses will be able to travel. The CDC will release further information later this month, letting people know if they will be able to travel. And, in other news, there has been an act of terror in Norway, when a man took to the streets with a bow and arrow, killing five. This Wednesday evening attack was in a supermarket of a small town of only 26,000 people. Police had made contact with the 37-year-old suspect, but he had then got away. Police have since arrested the man. And in sports. The Toronto Maple Leafs took back to the ice last night with a win and a little bit of revenge against the Canadian rivals, the Montreal Canadiens. This was the first game at full capacity in the Scotiabank Arena since March of 2020. Austin Matthews was not able to play last night, but that was no issue as William Nylander and Pierre Engvall both scored to take home the 2-1 victory. The Leafs will now head over to Ottawa and take on the Senators tonight where the puck will be dropping at 7 now over to riot radio weather where we let you know what you might need to wear this week today is a cloudy one with a high of 21 and a low of 13 this evening but tomorrow you might need an umbrella as there's a 60 percent chance of showers and it will also be a warm one with a high of 21 and a low of 16 and for saturday we will be needing to keep the umbrella around as for the weekend there's a high chance of rain it might not feel just like fall yet But, it is time to get ready as next week, the weather is starting to drop into that fall temperature. It is currently 19 degrees. For Riot Radio News, I'm Garrett Werner. Welcome to Good Mornings with Garrett. I'm your host, Garrett Werner. And on today's show, since there was no Premier League action, I'll be going over what happened in the international break. I'll be covering Team Canada and what has been going on in Europe. Also, I will be going over in-game currencies and things that you can buy, such as Fortnite items or in FIFA, like points. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? We'll find out coming right up next on Riot Radio.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus
5: on Riot Radio. Halloween is just right around the corner and is creeping up quicker than you think. If you are looking to go to any events or trying to find some activities to do, we have got you covered. Do you want to go on a haunted ghost walk? Well, now is the perfect time. You can go on a guided walk of the historic museum village at night, hear stories from the past and learn about some paranormal investigations with evidence of spirits and ghosts. This is located at the Pickering Village Museum Greenwood. But if you're not fully into getting scared, there might be a better place for you at the Monster Bash. It is a family-friendly event with pumpkin carving and trick-or-treating for the kids. Show up in a costume and have a great time. This one was located Midtown Mall, Oshawa. And finally, if you are looking to give back this year, you can go to your local elementary school and support We Scare Hunger, which is a canned food drive that goes to the local food banks we charity does this every year and anything helps when giving back to your community that's dc focused right here on riot radio
2: you're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at durham college now back to more news campus information and informative talk right here
5: on riot radio Hello and welcome back to Good Mornings with Garrett, where we cover all of the stuff that happened in soccer during the weekend. As it is normally a Premier League weekend that we would cover, there wasn't any. So it was indeed the international qualifiers for the Qatar 2020 World Cup. And I will be going over the key matches and key scores that happened over the weekend. So on Saturday, England were facing Andorra and beat them 5-0. it was kind of embarrassing by Andorra. They had a whole bunch of old men, people who weren't professional soccer players, as they are a small country, poor guys. But there's now a popular clip of Jaden Sancho absolutely terrorizing a 41 year old man for soccer that is old. And he had him on the floor, too much speed for him that he ended up pulling his hamstring. That poor guy. But moving on to Monday, where Netherlands took on Gibraltar and ended up hammering them 6-0 with an incredible display from Memphis to Depay. And also on Monday, Germany took on North Macedonia where Timo Werner and Kai Havertz, the two Chelsea men, took over the show. And on Tuesday, Portugal played Luxembourg. Portugal their favorite opponent is probably Luxembourg. That guy Cristiano Ronaldo has scored his most international goals against them and once again he scored a hat-trick. It's as simple as that. He got two penalties and a goal but he, he missed one of the penalties and he ended up getting one right away and scored again. But yeah, Portugal, Luxembourg, we always know how that's going to end up. So, on to the next game, Denmark. Denmark versus Austria. It might not be the biggest game out there, the biggest country, but it's the fact that Denmark was able to qualify for the World Cup without even getting scored on once. That is mad impressive. I don't care who they're playing. That is still very, very impressive. Now, heading over to the Canadians. Our Canadians have been fantastic, but they did have a little bump in the road. So Canada played three games this international break. They won one and tied two. Mexico 1-1. That is a great result for the Canadians. Don't get anything twisted there. 1-1 against Mexico is huge, but this is where it kind of had a little bump against Jamaica. The last place team in the group, they tied them 0-0. They didn't take their chances, and it's as simple as that. You don't take your chances, you don't win games. But now for this absolutely spectacular game, Team Canada versus Panama at home at the BMO. The crowd was absolutely electric all game. It ended up 4-1 with star boy Alphonso Davies getting on the score sheet, of course. And it was one of those highlight goals. Nobody thought he was going to get to the ball, and he ended up keeping it in. That's why he's one of the fastest players in the world. And yeah, that's it for this segment. But I'll see you in a minute.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
5: And welcome back to the second part of the show, where I will be going over in-game items that you can buy, such as Fortnite skins, which is what I want to get started off right away. So, Fortnite in the past few weeks has been getting some pretty big collaborations out, I would have to say. I mean, they've collabed with Balenciaga, which is quite ridiculous. Some of the prices of those clothing items were um, astronomical. Let's just say that for something that just says Fortnite on it and Balenciaga, come on. Let's be real here. Don't let's not buy that stuff. Also, Fortnite has recently just come out with a Cause collection, which is another streetwear brand and i don't know what fortnite's doing it's pretty cool i can't lie all the in-game items that they can get now is cool i haven't personally played the game in a while but if i was playing i mean hey i'd be buying this stuff as long as they're not cranking up the prices in-game for the little kids then it shouldn't be an issue but my issue with in-game items that you can buy is kids sometimes take advantage parents aren't watching out over their kids at all times so They can't see what they're doing and they're taking credit cards and they're just buying unlimited stuff basically because they think they have all the money in the world but I mean also going over to FIFA now with their packs or sports games in general we'll have to say any type of item that you have to buy in a sports game seems a bit ridiculous because it is gambling and the games don't put a warning on it saying that you are gambling like It doesn't say you're guaranteed to get the best player in the game right away or else everybody would just buy that. That makes sense. So, I mean, it's just they have to add a warning in. I don't believe it's right what EA do or 2K do with uh, buying points to buy packs and all of that. But I mean, hey, if they're going to keep making money that way, then somebody's got to do something eventually to stop these guys or they have to put some sort of age limit on these games because it is gambling Let's all be honest here. So thank you for tuning in as always, guys. I hope to catch you next week. I've been Garrett Werner. See you on the flip side. This
4: is Riot Radio News.
6: I'm Ronan Weir. This is what's making news this hour. The total COVID count today in Ontario is at 306. Ontario's new plan for lifting restrictions coming next week ending capacity limits in restaurants, bars, and gyms. Also, while it's welcome news that the US will reopen its shared borders with Canada in early November, some Canadians with mixed vaccines doses aren't celebrating just yet. The US Centers of Disease Control currently doesn't recognize mixed COVID-19 vaccines. They will have to work on that in the next month. A 40-year-old man in Scarborough was fatally shot today. Officers were called to the area of Cinemart Drive and Milner Drive around 11.40pm. No more casualties were reported. In sports, the Leafs kicked off their season opener at home with a full-capacity crowd. They beat the Montreal Canadiens 2-1. They will be in the nation's capital tonight as they play the Ottawa Senators. The Canadian men's national soccer team had a crucial win over Panama last night. Alfonso Davies had a great individual effort to put the game away in the second half. In playoff baseball, we have a winner-takes-all situation. The Giants will host the Dodgers to see who will play the Braves in the NLCS. Riot radio weather. Today will be mostly cloudy, reaching 21 degrees. Later this evening, it will be cloudy and raining, dropping to 17 degrees. Tomorrow, we will see more rain, unfortunately, at 17 degrees. It is currently 18. For Riot Radio News, I'm Ronan Weir.
2: You are listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio.
6: I'm Tom Petty to get your Thursday going. Welcome to Big Wave. I'm your host, Ronan Weir. On today's show, we have Leafstalk. I know, Leafstalk is back. That's a big thing. I will be giving my special, washed up ex hockey player take on what happened, what I thought of the game. We will also be discussing the bath flip. I don't think I need to explain the bath flip, I think we all know. What I mean when I say bath (laughs) lip. But first, like always, we have our DC Focus segment.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
6: This week in DC Focus, some Durham businesses are finding the vaccine passports financially draining. While the cost of daily business is climbing... There is a decline in business because of the requirements. Pickering seals deal with developer to secure land for a potential hospital. And lastly, calling all DC graduates. Show your DC pride with one of our Class of 2021 lawn signs. Available for curbside pickup on October 26th and October 28th. That's your DC Focus right here on Riot Radio. Next, we have some sports talk. Stay tuned.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio.
6: Across the world, Joey Bats took Sam Dyson deep left field to bust open the game. That was one of the most hectic innings I've ever watched, and that was six years ago today. Six years ago today, I was going downtown with my best friends in Phillips Square, watching the game on the big screen, with thousands of people, and thousands of people going nuts when Jose Batista hit that bomb. It was the most crazy moment in sports. Toronto sports history Oh, well, actually that's a lie but it was up there it's definitely up there I remember it was the craziest inning a BS call that brought Odor home three errors to have bases loaded no ounce and Joey Bats cleans the bases it was so crazy how nice would it be to have that happen again in Toronto and I see this team this this 2021 well I should say 2022 Blue Jay team Going in the same path, but we just need the clutch hitting that we had in 2015 with guys like Donaldson and Carnacion and Joey Bats. But I can't believe that was six years ago. Six years—that was insane. We are back here with Big Way Podcast. I'm your host Ronan Weir. We just discussed the bat flip that hurt across the world, and now we're going to talk about the Leafs. The Leafs had their home opener last night. They defeated the Montreal Canadiens 2-1. And I have some thoughts. I thought that the last penalty on Josh Anderson was absolutely BS. I mean, what was that? It honestly ruined the game. It ruined the end of the game because that is never called in the NHL. That is maybe called in, you know, Tyke, Peewee, seven-year-olds, whatever, but never in the NHL. I'm sure that ex-NHLers are rolling over watching that play because that is horrible. But I do have some positive things to mention. I thought Jack Campbell had a fantastic game. Honestly, in the first period, he stood on his head. I thought that the defensively, after the first period, that Toronto didn't really make any mistakes. They were pretty sound. I think that Montreal are a lot better than I thought they were going to be. I thought they weren't going to be any good anymore after the loss of Price and Weber. But they actually looked fine. And I thought that William Nylander really stepped up. When they needed him. I thought he made some great plays out there. And I know a lot of Toronto Leaf fans, you know, harp on the guy. But he's a pretty good player. He's a nifty player. Ugh, I can't even talk about Toronto Twitter. It is the worst. I don't think there's something worse in this world than Leaf, Maple Leaf Twitter. They are the most biased, nonsensical. You can't even argue with those guys. Like There's no arguing. It's getting really sad. Really, really, really sad sucks to read because it's so biased but anyway i'm sure that every every nhl team their hardcore fans have some brutal takes but what i read from toronto I, it just hurt i lose brain cells reading what they have to say about the game thank you for listening that was big wave on riot radio i am your host rona weir until next time don't go changing
4: This is Riot Radio News.
7: I'm Chanella Jones, and here's what's making news this hour. The United States will be opening its land borders to fully vaccinated travelers in November. They have not yet provided a set date on when they will reopen the land borders, but the original one was October 21st. However, officials do believe that this will be pushed back. The Toronto Zoo has announced it will require proof of vaccination against COVID-19 for all eligible guests and visitors aged 12 and older, members and business partners, and contractors. This goes into effect on Monday, October 25th. You will have to have had your second dose 14 days prior to your visit. In sports, the Raptors lost their last three games against the Chicago Bulls, Dallas Mavericks, and Indiana Pacers, and the following players were out with injury. Fred VanVleet for rest, OG Ananobi for rest, Chris Boucher for a finger injury, and Pascal Siakam for a shoulder injury. Their next game will be played on October 20th at 7.30pm against the Washington Wizards. In weather, this morning we're looking at sun and clouds with a high of 18. This afternoon will be a high of 20, again with sun and clouds. And this evening we're looking at a low of 17 with a 56% chance of rain. So if your car is in the driveway, definitely suggest rolling up the windows. Right now it's 17 degrees. For Riot Radio News, I'm Chanel Jones. Yeah, yeah. This week on DC Focus, tune in to We Gonna Be Alright, hosted by me, Chanella Jones. We're, we're gonna be talking about Doja Cat, her experiencing burnout, and whether or not you can recognize if you're experiencing it as well, as well as the little mixed Jesse Nielsen situation and why it's okay to let people go. We have all that coming up today on We Gonna Be Alright, only on Riot Radio.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
7: Hi guys, thank you for tuning in to We Gonna Be Alright. I'm your girl Chanela, and how was you guys' week? um how was thanksgiving i hope you guys got to see family and enjoy yourself i got to see a lot of my cousins that i haven't seen in a long time i also got to see my godbrothers who i love dearly so if you guys are listening shout out to y'all missed you um and yeah it was a really really good time but this week we're going to be talking about doji cat and her burnout as well as jesse nielsen her blackfishing and why it's okay to let people go <laughs> so let's get into it i feel like Burnout is way more common than society would like to acknowledge. Rapper performing artist Doja Cat recently tweeted about feeling tired and overworked and feeling like she's unable to put her 100% into her work because she's tired and miserable, but she blames herself because she doesn't know how to say no in true truly fashion. And it just reminded me of when we were younger and our favorite YouTubers would talk about feeling burnt out. Now, if you don't know what burnout is, it's defined as a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive prolonged stress. And it can occur when you're feeling overwhelmed, emotionally drained, or unable to meet constant demands. It can lead to detachment and depression. Now, I know what you're thinking. We're students. Of course we deal with burnout. Like... Thank God for reading week because a lot of us are feeling really, really burnt out right now. Like it's everything's overwhelming. Everything's exhausting and it just feels like it will never end, but at some point it will. Now, hopefully we get all our work done before it does end. That way we can get the marks. and We don't have to do this again, but it still becomes stressful. It still becomes overwhelming. And we need to talk about ways to deal with it and how to work through it. So when I looked up how to deal with burnout, it said that, you know, you first must recognize that you're experiencing it. Try to take time away from work and then if you can, change your job. Now that's great for like adults that are in the working field experiencing burnout, but us as students, it's not as easy as mm, I don't really like this program anymore. I'ma switch out the program because that's a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort, and you're gonna have to deal with your parents. You know that one Kanye West song where he talks about it? So if you're a student like me and you're experiencing experiencing burnout like me then I just want to remind you that reading week is coming keep your head up we're almost there but also try to take time to change your routine we kind of talked about setting habits and motions last week and playing off of that try to set a routine and schedule or if you have a set routine switch it up because sometimes it's just that quick change that gives you the fire and the resurgence of energy to continue dealing with your stuff but also make sure you're taking care of yourself, you know. Go and do your hair because you know you haven't done it in a while. Try making your lunch. to Make something healthy instead of ordering McDonald's for the th- third time this week. Start taking care of yourself because if you don't, then who will? And also remember that you're loved and appreciated. I'm rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. So please.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham region? Durham region. This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
7: So for those of you who do not know who Jessie Nielsen is, hi by the way, welcome back. She is a former member of Little Mix and she actually left the group because she felt like she was the ugly duckling, the odd man out, and she was being bullied online. She felt like it was because she was always being compared to her fellow group members. So, with the support of her fellow group members, she left the group. Now, what her fellow group members didn't know is that she was preparing to cosplay, or a solo career, cosplaying as a Shaka Khan lookalike. She had the internet in an uproar when she came up with her video "Boys with Nicki Minaj," where she was tanned like a black woman, tanned darker than Nicki Minaj, and she's a white lady from England. You know, she ain't getting no tan in England. So, you know, understandably, a lot of people were upset. You know, they felt like. You know she's trying to use the whole um ethnic fishing let's say that as a way to attract more eyes onto her and you know c- propel her career forward and whatnot and you know little mix was not really having it especially the only black member of little mix leanne who has faced you know discrimination in the group feeling like she was the odd man out when she's performing because People would cheer for the other group members when they performed, but they wouldn't cheer for her. And she knew her audience, it was very difficult for her, but she faced it and she dealt with it. Now, Leanne has called Jesse out for blackfishing in the past privately, but clearly Jesse just ignored her. So this time she called her out publicly, and as a result, Jesse blocked all the members of Little Mix and then tried to play like they were bullying her or they were rooting against her success when in all actuality, they didn't know what was going on. And then when they found out, they weren't too happy about it. Not because she was going off and doing her own thing, but because she wasn't honest about it and she still doesn't talk to the members of Little Mix. So I wanna start off by saying first, if you express that something that your friend does or says makes you feel uncomfortable and they continue to do it, it's okay to walk away from that friendship you've expressed your grievances they've heard you and if they chose not to acknowledge that it's okay to pull away and just choose to focus in on yourself on the flip side of that if somebody makes you feel as if you can't be yourself or it isn't okay for you to be yourself then it's okay to remove yourself from that situation too that doesn't make you the villain there is a great song on the black panther soundtrack called seasons where it just reminds me whenever i listen to it that in our lives, we're going through different seasons and different phases, and not everybody that we met during this season is going to come with us into the next season, and that's okay. At some point, you're done doing the growing that you need to do with that person. It doesn't mean that you're done growing, and it doesn't mean that they're done growing. It just means that you guys have met your peak. You've learned all you can from each other. you learned all you can from that situation, and now it's okay to let them go, and it's okay to move on. There doesn't have to be hostility or jealousy or envy going on behind that. It's okay to just say, you know what? I'm glad that I came to this place with you. I'm glad I learned from you, but now it's time for me to walk away and learn my own thing in this new chapter of my life. So it's time we come to terms with that. You know, a lot of people don't really like to let people go, but sometimes you have to, and that should be okay. You're in a new season of your life. But anyways, that's everything for me. Thank you for listening to We Gonna Be All Right on DC Radio. Hope y'all have a good week, and we'll see you next week. We
8: Gonna Be All Right. We Gonna Be All Right.
0: We Gonna Be All Right. You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College.
4: This is Riot Radio News.
9: I'm Ben Reno, this is What's Making News This Hour. Premier Doug Ford's government will be announcing its new plan for lifting more of Ontario's COVID-19 restrictions next week. The lifting of restrictions will include ending capacity limits in locations where proof of vaccination is required, like bars, restaurants, and gyms, a senior official in Ford's government said Wednesday. The official said that the Ontario government won't pretend the pandemic is over as indoor masking requirements will remain in place. News of restrictions being lifted comes as Ontario is seeing an average of 500 new cases of COVID-19 daily. In other news, O'Callaght is experiencing a water crisis currently as residents were told not to drink the city's tap water Tuesday after a fuel smell was detected at the water treatment plant. It is still unknown if the water is contaminated with fuel. A local state of emergency was called for the city of 8,000 people after more than a week of residents complaining on social media about a fuel smell in their water. A microbiologist and toxicologist who has done research in the north, Steven Siciliano, says Icaulowicz's regular water testing looks for bacteria, not hydrocarbons, and the city shouldn't be blamed for this situation. In sports, the Toronto Maple Leafs have been named NHL's most valuable team according to data from Sportico. The Leafs are worth a total of $2 billion. You don't have to necessarily be the top-winning team to have high valuation, as the Leafs have a 54-year Stanley Cup drought and haven't made it past the first round of playoffs since 2013, while on the other hand, the Stanley Cup champions Tampa Bay Lightning are 18th on Sportico's list, valued at $805 million. The other recent Stanley Cup winners, the Blues, Capitals, and Penguins, are ranked 23rd, 8th, and 15th, respectively. Riot Radio Weather Today will be mostly clear skies with a high of 20 in the afternoon, and we will drop to 17 degrees overnight with some showers. The rain should clear up around 7 a.m. tomorrow, and the high will be 20 degrees again around 2 p.m. The sun will make an appearance for a few hours in the evening, but cloud coverage will come back around 7 p.m. with overnight showers totaling to around 20 millimeters of rain and a low of 17 degrees. It's currently 18 degrees. For Riot Radio News, I'm Ben Reno.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
9: Welcome to Free Play on Riot Radio. I'm your host, Ben Reno, and this is where I talk about news, controversy, and more in gaming. Each week features a segment about free-to-play games. For DC Focus this week, I'll be sharing some information about upcoming online career development webinars at Durham College, and after that, I'll tell you about one of my favorite albums by a band called Enemies. I'll be finishing off the show with the free-to-play segment, talking about a new Rocket League update that brings awesome news for console players. That's all coming up today on Free Play on Riot Radio.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
9: This week on DC Focus, I wanted to share with you some information about three upcoming career development webinars at Durham College. On November 8th from 12 to 1 p.m. Durham College Institute of Student Leadership is hosting an online webinar dedicated to salary negotiations. Nobody wants to get paid less than they're worth, and this webinar will teach you all you need to know about negotiating your salary and requesting pay raises, which is a normal part of the employment process and advancing your career. Your salary is more than just your paycheck, it's how your company shows their appreciation for your work and how they value your skills. The salary negotiation workshop will cover what are salary negotiations, why is it important to negotiate your salary, when to negotiate, and more. On November 10th from 2-3pm, to DC is hosting a career resilience webinar. This webinar is an introduction to career resilience and its importance for managing your career development in a changing work environment. Participants will learn the framework that helps develop an understanding of behavior strategies that support career resilience, along with practical tips for further action. The third webinar I want to tell you about is the Personal Pitch Webinar, taking place online on November 16th from 3 to 4 p.m. Your personal pitch is a key component of your professional toolkit. Your pitch provides you with a way to communicate your skills, education, and career goals in any forum where an opportunity can arise at a networking event, job fair, or chance meeting. You can find out more about these webinars at durhamcollege.ca on the events page. To stay up to date on webinars, employer visits, and career information from career development, follow them on Instagram or follow the hashtag GetHiredDC. That's DC Focus right here on Riot Radio.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
9: Welcome back to Free Play on Riot Radio, I'm your host Ben Reno, and for this first segment I want to talk to you about one of my favorite albums of all time, Embark Embrace, made by the band Enemies. Enemies are an alternative rock band from Ireland, they kind of fit into the math rock category of music as they tend to play around with time signatures and are mostly instrumental. The music is definitely guitar driven, which is part of why I like it so much. Let's get into why this album is so high up on my list. Enemys music does include vocals, but the music isn't driven by the vocals. The band doesn't even have a dedicated vocalist. The whole band takes part in harmonizing and creating vocals for the songs. I heard someone say a long time ago the vocals in math rock aren't there for you to focus on, and they aren't there to tell a story most of the time. The vocals are just another instrument in the mix. The vocals are there to complement the band, but not steal the show. This is especially true on Embark Embrace, as some songs on the album don't have any vocals at all, and the ones that do are just like I said, there to compliment the band. Where you find your story and your emotion is within the sounds the instruments are making. The album starts off with a short intro that has a calming vibe to it. There's some xylophone and vocals that repeat. The vocal line you hear on the opening track, aptly named Intro, comes from the 7th track or comes back on the 7th track, Nighthawks. The intro fades out and you are met with Executive Cut, the second song on the album which brings with it a happy and uplifting guitar riff and a vocal chant that meshes very well with the guitar. The drums come in and it becomes this hopeful, engaging song that leaves you wondering on first listen, where are they going to take this? And that's one thing I love about instrumental rock music is that when it's your first time listening to an album, you truly do not know where the band is going to go next. You don't have a structured song with a chorus and a hook where the vocal is leading you through it. You just have the music and it's up to you to interpret it how you see fit. This album kept me on my toes the whole way through and it stuck with me. My favorite song on the album is titled Indian Summer. Around the middle of the song it builds up into this crazy section with powerful vocals backing up the band and then the last minute of the song is just absolutely beautiful. It becomes very atmospheric and the lead guitar always makes me stop what I'm doing and just enjoy what I'm hearing. I actually figured out what the lead guitarist was doing in the final section so I could play it myself whenever I wanted. It's so much fun to play the song through my speakers and then play it along on guitar. In a nutshell, the album is high energy and there are some really special moments that make you appreciate what Enemies put together for us. I could talk about this album all day, but I'll leave you with this. This album will take you on a journey through your own mind. Everybody will feel something different when they hear it. These are my thoughts on one of my favorite albums by Enemies, Embark and Brace. Coming up next on Freeplay, I'll tell you about a long-awaited update to Rocket League that arrived to players this week. It's especially great for console players. That's coming up next on Free Play on Riot Radio.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
9: Welcome back to Free Play on Riot Radio. I'm your host, Ben Reno, and now I'm going to get into the recent community update for Rocket League as this week's free-to-play segment. Let me start by just saying, finally... This update that arrived on October 12th is something that console players have been waiting for for a very long time. If you play Rocket League on PC, you may have heard of Bacchus Mod. Bacchus Mod is a third-party training tool that completely changes the way free play training works in Rocket League. You can have the ball be passed to you to practice shots, have it spawn on top of your car to practice dribbling, just about anything that the game itself does not include. Like I said, PC players have had this for years. This update on October 12th is not putting Bacchus mod into console players games, but instead, Psyonix has developed their own free play update to provide console players with the same training tools found in the mod on PC. This is huge for the console community. The training tools in Rocket League have been lackluster for as long as I can remember, so this is welcomed with open arms. Psyonix writes in the community update, Version 2.06 is bringing a very cool addition to training, inspired by our friends in the modding community. Free play ball control is coming to every platform, and it will dramatically level up your time spent in free play. Whether you're waiting in queue, waiting on friends, or you just want to warm up solo, new controls in free play will allow you to take possession, start a dribble, pass the ball, launch the ball upward, think a hoops tip off, and defend against the shot. Like I said, this is huge for the console community as they have not seen any updates to the training tools in Rocket League for years. It's cool that PC players can utilize it too as I know some people aren't uh, comfortable using mods. So having this built into the game makes the methods of training more accessible to all players. Psionics also stated in this community update that one of their goals for 2022 is to release smaller updates like this more frequently, giving them the opportunity to implement exciting new ideas and quality of life improvements more freely. With that being said, I'm super excited for the future of Rocket League, and this is one small step in making the game the best it can be for all players. That's all for today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Free Play on Riot Radio. I'm Ben Reno, and I'll see you online. This
8: is Riot Radio News i'm carter lusty making news this hour ontario is looking to exiting out of stage 3 as early as next week ontario is considering a further easing of the pandemic restrictions an announcement could come as soon as friday as health officials say the covid-19 situation is improving in the province ontario has been in stage 3 of the road to reopening since july the province held off due to the rising cases in august capacity limits will likely go up due to this next stage Five people are dead and two are injured after a spalling attack last night in Kongsberg, Norway. The suspect, the suspect used a bow and arrow moving all around the city. Witnesses said a 37-year-old Danish man is in custody. Norway police say this attack was done by one person. Starting in November, the U.S. borders will be opening back up to travel with Canada and Mexico. You must be fully vaccinated, but if you are a mix of vaccines, you may not be let in. In sports, the Leafs opened up their 2021 2022 season last night with a 2 1 win over the Montreal Canadiens, with William Nylander scoring the game winning goal. The Leafs played the Ottawa Senators 10 at 7. The Dodgers take on the Giants tonight in a game 5 of the NLDS. Winner goes on to face the Rays in the NLCS. Canada's men's soccer team took on Panama last night, winning 4 1 in the World Cup qualifying. Alfonso Davies scored a goal. Riot Radio Weather. Currently, partly cloudy with into sun breaks, a high of 20. Tonight, high of 17, cloudy with showers. Friday, mainly cloudy with a high of 20 at night. Rain with a high of 17. On Saturday, high of 17 with rain. And a high of 10 and partly cloudy at night. It is currently 18. With Riot Radio News, I'm Carter Lusty. Hey, welcome back to The bases Loaded. I'm your host, Carter Lusty. Um, My playoff predictions are going pretty bad right now. Basically, all the teams I said would win have been eliminated. Same with the Dodgers. I'm still waiting for the Dodgers and Giants, but coming up, we are predicting where the top 10 free agents will go coming up right after this.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
8: On DC Focus this week, we talk about some Halloween plans if you are looking for any in the Durham region. So first, we have the Cunningham Haunted Trail and Barn. This event has three scare attentions for 2021, Charlie's Tale, Backwoods, and Witch's Revenge. Tickets are only $15 with proceeds going to the Cannon Lions Club. The event is not recommended for children under 8. It runs from October 22nd, 23rd, October 29th. 30th from 6 30 to 9 p.m. each night next up will be the adventures at bosom the third annual adventure at the bosom is a family event with creepy crafts spooky stories games and treats it runs from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on october 24th tickets are available at the door and cost five dollars for an adult four for seniors and students two for children five to twelve children under five are also free and then last we have the Bradley Woods Haunted Halloween Walk. This 30-minute haunted walk in the woods features more than a dozen frightening scenes with multiple props and actors. There are daytime haunted walks approached for children on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays in October from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., followed by walking events for those 12 and up from 5 to 11 p.m. Tickets are $20 for the daytime walk and $25 for a nighttime walk. That is all for DC Focus.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
8: Welcome back to The Bases Loaded and I'm your host Carter. Well, today we're going to be seeing where the top 10 players in free agency in the MLB will be going to. Opt-outs will also be said just in case, so here we go. At number one, I got first baseman from the Atlanta Braves, Freddie Freeman. Really, I don't really see Freddie Freeman going anywhere, so I think he's going to be staying with the Atlanta Braves for the future, spending a big contract for long term, probably want to spend the rest of his career on the Braves coming in next we have dodgers pitcher max scherzer now max scherzer started on the season on the nationals but was traded to the dodgers at the trade deadline personally i think max scherzer is going to stay with the dodgers just because how good he was like seven and one with like under two era with the dodgers he's in that career where he's old you know might as well get another ring so i think he's gonna stay with the dodgers coming in next i have Astros shortstop carlos correa I think Korea is going to sign with the Detroit Tigers due to his former coach, A.J. Hinch, being the uh, manager for the Tigers. I think he'd be a really good fit there. You know, Detroit's a very young team that will be coming up soon in the future, and I think he'd work perfect with that team. Next, uh, Nicholas Cassianos, who could be using a player option to lead the Cincinnati Reds. But I think he's also going to stay with the Reds due to his two monster seasons he's had with Cincinnati. You know, he's getting paid those big bucks. Why would you still not make, want him to be paid that much? And the Reds are a team that is ready for another playoff push like they were this year. Next pitcher, I have Giants pitcher Kevin Gosman, who is having an amazing start at the start of the season, but slowed has slowed down recently. I think he's going to sign with the Boston Red Sox. I think Boston's a really good team, and adding Kevin Gosman would really help that pitching staff. With you know, he could bring a Cy young caliber pitcher into the mix. Coming in at next, I have Blue Jays second baseman Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon had an amazing season, most homers by his second baseman ever in one season. He's going to be in the MVP talks, but currently I think he re will what he will resign with the toronto blue jays just due to the season that we had just missing the playoffs by one game we could have made a giant run and i think marcus Semien wants to be a part of that next year coming in next i have giants third baseman chris bryant chris bryant started off the season with the chicago cubs then was traded at the deadline the cubs fire sale to the san francisco giants i think chris bryant will sign with the new york mets New York Mets have Javi Baez, his former teammate in Lindor, and adding Chris Bryant would really help them having after a down season where Jacob DeGrom was mostly out for the year. They really had a down year, but I think this year if they add Chris Bryant, that could also really help them to being World Series contenders. Coming in next, I have Rocky up. Trevor Story signing with the New York Yankees. The Yankees have all the money in the world. Trevor Story, of top 10 shortstop in the league you know, suffered in Colorado with that team where they could never just really figure out what was going on. But Trevor Story will be joining the New York Yankees. Coming at number nine, we have Dodgers shortstop Corey Seager. And I think Corey Seager will sign with the Seattle Mariners to join his brother Kyle Seager, and he will re-sign with them as well. Um, you know, a lot of time brothers want to play together, and I think it's time where, you know, the Dodgers probably won't want Kyle Seager as much, but the Seattle Mariners will want Corey Seager. Just what the Mariners did this year surprised everyone. I think Corey Seager would be a great help for that franchise. And for the last one, I have White Sox pitcher Carlos Rodon. I currently think he will re-sign with the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox have been eliminated in three games to the Astros, but I think if he re-signs, they'll be an amazing team. A team, you know, they'll go back-to-back division winners, even though they are in a weak division. But I still think they have a great shot at being World Series contenders next year. Stick around while we we'll talk about some music. You are listening
2: to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College. College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio.
8: Hey, welcome back. Last week, you know, I decided I would rank the top ten songs in the top Billboard uh, 100 charts. Well, I think this week I'm gonna do the top ten albums and rank them on the Billboard Hot Two Hundred. Now, from ten to eight, I've never heard them before, so that is dangerous. By Morgan Wallen, "Love for Sale," Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, and "Fearless" by Taylor Swift. Never heard any of those. I've heard the names of them, but I've just never listened to them. So coming at number seven, I got Planet of by Doja Cat. I mean, it's it's an okay album, I guess. I'm not a big fan of it. Some of the good features with the weekend. You know some popping songs but i'm not really a big fan of it coming at number six seriously control by uh nba YoungBoy. i'm not really a uh, young boy fan but to me there are some good songs off it it's got some more better songs than doja cats even with the no features you know it's still not bad for an album coming at number five I got an expensive pain by meek mill meek mill finally releasing an album after his last one it was kind of a letdown and nod. There were some really good songs, really good features, but it just really wasn't what I was expecting for, you know, his next album and it only peaked at number three of the charts, which to be honest that could be kind of, you know, good you know, he's one of those rappers that it's kind of a hit or miss for me personally. I don't think it was that bad of an album, but I think better. Number four I got Sarah by Olivia Rodrigo. You know, last week I said all of her songs were bangers. The albums a Banger, and I think it's a really good one. Coming in at number 3, I got Montero by Lil Nas X. A lot of good music on that one. You know, you got Industry Baby. You know, got all the features. You got Elton John on it. Uh, Miley Cyrus. Even more other ones. But it's a great album all together. The beats go nice. Everything matches right together. At number 2, now, was a toss-up between CLB or Donda. But at number 2, I'm going to put Certified Lover Boy by uh, Drake at number 2. I just think that, you know the good songs are good and then there's a lot of misses for me personally i think there's a good amount of songs but a lot of them are like a lot of good songs are the misses of the album so it's making a great album for me number one don love all the features all the songs are amazing really good production he mixes with the artists that he's featured with and yeah i think it's one of the best albums of 2021 better than clv to me personally but 24 songs 24 bangers and that is it for this week i want to thank everyone for listening hope you have an amazing day and stay safe this is riot radio news good morning riot radio
10: i'm matthew Zorvis, and i hope you're having a fantastic day today is october 14th 2021 and we have the latest news sports news and weather are COVID restrictions finally being lifted again How did the Leafs fare against the Montreal Canadiens last night? How's the weather shaping up for this weekend? We have all of that coming up right now on Riot Radio. COVID cases came in today at 417 in Ontario. Ontario also recorded its lowest positivity rate since August at 1.5%. And Ontario is now the lowest percentage of COVID-19 cases. And due to that, they have now started to discuss lifting more restrictions. Leaving stage 3 of the initial reopening plan would mean lifting most health restrictions and removing capacity limits in all facets, such as social gatherings and organized public events. The mask mandate will still be in full effect, however, as well as collecting contact information at restaurants and other non-essential businesses. There is a water crisis in Iquilet. According to a university professor, Stephen Cicilano, who has worked there, the amount of fuel and drinking water is unsafe. Cicilano says the city's regular water Uh, testing looks for bacteria not hydrocarbons and they shouldn't be blamed for this and condones the city for letting the residents know ASAP he says if you have one cup of water you won't die although it's an urgent matter that needs to be fixed the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Montreal Canadiens 2-1 to secure their first win of the season William Nylander and Pierre Engvall were the goal scorers as goaltender Jack Campbell shined in net as the Leafs gave their fans a lot to cheer about in the home opener Toronto will have to be ready again tonight, however, as they take on provincial rival Ottawa Senators. Goaltender Peter Morazic is set to make his Toronto Maple Leafs debut. Also, the Montreal Canadiens are playing back-to-backs as they go up against the Buffalo Sabres. The weather today is expected to be cloudy with a partial sun and high of 21 degrees. Later at night, we'll be dipping down to 17 degrees. Tomorrow, we're expected showers and a high of 21 as well, as for the weekend, we have even more showers, as Saturday is looking like an 80% chance of rain, and Sunday comes in at 50%. Saturday is supposed to post a hive around 17 degrees, and Sunday a bit cooler at 13 degrees. Get the sweaters and umbrellas out. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a splendid Thursday, and welcome to the Post Game Heroics. I'm your host, Matthew Zorbis, and you know the usual... First, we'll hop into the local news, what's happening around Durham. Then afterwards, a brand new segment in 3 in Cash Out, followed by my review of the season opener between the Leafs and Habs last night. So sit back, relax, and most importantly, enjoy the show.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham region? This is DC Focus on Riot
10: Radio. A man who was arrested in 2019 for a shooting linked to a drug debt finally heard a sentencing. Marcus Charles, a 27-year-old male, will be spending the next seven and a half years behind bars. In 2019, Charles was arrested for a shooting of a a 42-year-old man in broad daylight on Whitting Avenue, just west of Simcoe Street in Oshawa. Charles pleaded pleaded to several offenses, including aggravated assault, possession of fentanyl for the purpose of trafficking and discharging a firearm with the intent to endanger someone. Charles shot the man in broad daylight, hitting him in the leg and shattering his femur. It took place in a housing complex and had many other families in fear. Prosecutors in the court were calling for eight years due to Charles past criminal history, including robbery, weapons possession, and assaulting a police officer. Boswell, the judge, stated that his entire adulthood has practically been spent in custody, subjected to brief periods in the community during which further offenses were being committed. The judge also took in consideration Charles' troubled upbringing, and after Charles pled guilty to everything, Boswell says that Charles appears to have insight of his life, and he accepts responsibility for his actions and knows he needs to be better. Boswell believes Charles is capable of turning his life around after the sentence. And welcome to three and cash out. I take three NFL games where I like the spread or I don't like the spread. And I try and win you guys some money if you're into sports betting. So let's get into the first game. LA Chargers at the Ravens. The Chargers are a plus three, which means the the Ravens are favored by three. Both teams are four and one. I'm taking the Chargers in this one. I don't even think it's debatable. I mean, they have Justin Herbert, who is looking like an MVP candidate right now. Austin Neckler is a top three running back. Mike Williams, who's finally had that breakout season, as we've been waiting, for like twenty since like 2018. And their defense is pretty healthy. Now, I know they got lit up by Cleveland last week, but they still ended up winning the game. And the Ravens don't have the offense that Cleveland does. Yeah, they have the better quarterback in Lamar Jackson. That's really about it. Everywhere else, Cleveland really has not beat. So I really think that the Chargers take control of this game. Green Bay-Chicago. Green Bay is favored by 4.5 points. Easy, take Green Bay. Green Bay wins by at least 10. Chicago does not have anyone to challenge that Green Bay defense right now. And they're way too conservative with Justin Fields. And their best offensive player, David Montgomery, isn't even playing. They're going to rely on Damian Williams and Herbert to run the ball. It's not going to work out. Green Bay has been lights out since week 1. When they got blown out by the New Orleans Saints... I'm taking Green Bay easily by 10 points. Uh, Hammer that four and a half spread. Cleveland, Arizona. Now, Cleveland is favored by three points, which I don't understand because Arizona, not only do they have the better record, but they are the better roster in a way. I think Arizona has a better defense, Arizona has the better quarterback, and Arizona has the better wide receivers. So I don't know why Arizona is not favored in this game. They're the only undefeated team in the NFL. And Cleveland came off a pretty bad loss against the L.A. Chargers and really haven't looked like a complete team. So if you guys want to win yourselves some money, take all three of those games, like I said, and bet, and bet the over on Green Bay and bet this, bet that the Chargers and Arizona cover that spread. And now, let's talk about that game last night. Toronto-Montreal. Um, I mean, I don't really need to say more than that. The two biggest rivals in the NHL. The season opener was okay. Now, there's something interesting about it. I thought that for a season opener and for fans that have not seen their team play in person since March of 2020, it was a pretty quiet home opener. Like the player introductions, it seemed like you could hear a pin drop in there. But regardless, the Leafs still got the win. They looked pretty good. I thought the game at some points was pretty bland. Uh, It started off on fire. Montreal came out of the gates and they wanted blood. And Toronto, credit Jack Campbell, he made a lot of good saves, and Toronto ended up finding their feet, uh, scoring to tie the game on a power play from Pierre Engvall, and then scoring early in the third to make it 2-1, and that was the difference in the game. Now, the one thing I really want to touch base on is Jonathan Drouin's scoring for the Montreal Canadiens, and that was such a pleasant sight to see. For you guys who don't know, Jonathan Drouin took a leave of absence last year because he had struggled with mental health. And because he had struggled with anxiety and insomnia, and he couldn't sleep, and he took a step back, and he ended up scoring the, his first goal since, I believe, February of last year, and that was huge, and that was really nice to see, and it's just nice to see NHL fans back in the arena again, back screaming and whatnot, and, and it's what makes sports great, let's be honest here, those fan, this, those fan moments are great. Uh, The Leafs looked good. They played the Senators tonight. The Habs played the Sabres tonight. Uh, And, you know, for a team that was heartbroken by the Canadians last year in the playoffs, I thought they could have looked better. But it's the first game of the season. You don't expect each team to look crisp. And I thought that the game was pretty good, but it had some bland moments. Altogether, I rate the game probably a solid 6 out of 10. all the time i have today everyone i hope you guys enjoyed the show i know i certainly did and what to take away from this show is a make sure you bet those three games because you're gonna win yourself a lot of money and you know what guys i hope everyone has a fantastic day i hope you guys accomplished something today No, you know you guys are all worthy and valuable i'm your host Matthew Zorbis. Thank you for listening to Postgame Heroics, and thank you for listening to Riot Radio.
0: You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. This is Riot Radio News.
11: I'm Cody Smith, and these are your Riot Radio News headlines. Ontario Premier Doug Ford's government has announced that there may be a new plan to lift more COVID-19 restrictions starting next week. The easing of these measures would include ending capacity limits in all locations where proof of vaccination is required, such as restaurants, bars, and gyms. Indoor masking requirements, however, will seemingly stay in place. He's finally gone where few men and women have gone before. Actor William Shatner, known for playing Captain Kirk on Star Trek, has become the oldest person ever to go to space at the age of 90. The mission, which took place on the Blue Origin, owned by Amazon owner Jeffrey Bezos, lasted just over 10 minutes. Shatner says that this experience was exhilarating and and unlike anything they described. In sports, the Toronto Maple Leafs play the second game of a back-to-back to start off the year against the Ottawa Senators. Peter Morazic is expected to make his regular season debut for Toronto, while Ottawa will start Anton Fordsburg. Puck is expected to drop at 7 p.m. Eastern. And speaking of the Ottawa Senators, Ottawa has also announced that they just signed left-wing Brady Kachuk to a seven-year contract worth around $57.5 million. Brady is coming off his third season with the Senators, in which he had 36 points in 56 games. For your Riot Radio weather forecast, the temperature is expected to get as high as 21 degrees, with the temperature expected to drop to 17 tonight. Only for us to stay around 21 degrees on Friday, before dropping down to 16 on Saturday. It's currently 21 degrees. For Riot Radio News, I'm Cody Smith.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
11: Welcome to Cody's Curiosities. I'm your host, Cody Smith. On today's show, we're going to focus a little in on Canadian politics and how Justin Trudeau has yet to announce his cabinet nearly one month after his re-election before turning our attention over to some thoughts about the Raptors and their final roster decisions as they had to decide between three guys for two spots. That's all coming up here on Cody's Curiosities right after these messages.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
11: First and foremost, on DC Focus this week is all about food. Over in Whitby, Butter Chicken Roti will be opening its store sometime in November at the Whitby Mall. Featuring a menu of traditional curries served folded inside a large roti. There's currently 30 various curries to choose from, ranging from mild to nuclear hot. As a fan of Indian food, it sounds like D.C. students at the Whitby campus might have a new go-to for Indian food in the area. This has been D.C. Focus on Riot Radio. And welcome back to Cody's Curiosities here. I'm your host, Cody Smith. I wanted to start off with how it's already been a month since the election. And man, does time fly by fast. And yet, we've heard zero peeps from Justin Trudeau on when Parliament's going to resume, nor what his new cabinet might look like. I'm personally not expecting to see many changes, but however, I do know that there is a current minister that did well in her previous position that could be moved. And that is Carla Qualtrough, who was our current Minister of Employment as well as our Minister of Disability Inclusion. Now, Qualtrough's track records as Minister of Employment We're pretty solid across the board, however, many in the disabled community would say that she did a poor job as Minister of Disability Inclusion despite her introductions to things such as the Accessible Canada Act, which is expected to go in effect as of 2040 here, and the one-time payment of $600 for everyone on federal disability benefits across Canada, amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. Speaking of that, I want to know what the Liberals' plans in regards to their proposal of a new federal disability benefit back um, as of last year's um, front speech is going to look like. Mainly due to the fact that it currently calls for a free year consultation that I personally don't feel is needed. We know about the systemic poverty that disabled Canadians experience throughout this whole entire country, and we know what needs to be changed. We know about the province's bad treatment of the disabled, and the sooner this benefit will come into effect, the better it can be implemented, and the better we can seek Disabled Canadians actually strive and succeed in life and be steady for once instead of dealing with having to decide between food and bills for a month, having to go without medications, having to make tough decisions every single day if not every single month, going ahead and being forced to go to food banks where they are getting food that is expired and may not even meet their allergy requirement or dietary needs depending on their conditions it's a tragedy across canada and it's one that doesn't get talked about enough and now to something much less stressful in regards to you know People going ahead and saying that sports don't really matter. But at the same time, it's still stressful for me. So the Toronto Raptors, as of yesterday, went ahead and cut Freddie Gillespie and Roger Perry from the roster, leaving them down to 18 players. There are 17 roster spots if we include two-way players. So we have around three guys competing for two final roster spots as our two-way positions are currently filled. This includes Sam Decker who had a great last game in regards to the preseason. Isaac Bonga, who didn't get a chance to play much but is easily the best playmaker of the three players that are looking to crack this roster and then we have Ish Wainwright who looked really really solid for us in summer league over the summer and then has continued his strong defensive play when he's gone in here during preseason but that's also been limited minutes for him because there's been so much competition on this roster now normally This wouldn't matter all that much to me. Because it's like the 14th slash 15th guy in the rotation. But you need depth in this league. Especially with injuries. And we saw that many a time last year. As COVID really wrecked our roster. And we just fell apart. Yes it landed a Scotty Barnes. But still like. I would love to see this team compete. And I know this team has the ability to compete. So the better the depth is the better chance we have of actually making a playoff push and actually succeeding in the playoffs I'm not certain exactly what direction Nick Nurse is going to take as of yet I'm just pumped for the regular season at this point point. <laughs> and well And that has been Cody's Curiosities for the week. I'd like to thank you for tuning in and hope that you have a great evening. You're listening to Riot Radio.
4: This is Riot Radio
12: News. I'm Ethan and this is what's making news this hour. Ford plans on lifting more COVID restrictions late next week, but still plans to be cautious with the boundaries. Lifting more restrictions next week will lead to places that have mandatory vaccine mandates to get in will have their capacity limits lifted, including restaurants, gyms, theaters, and more. Ontario is reporting 417 new coronavirus cases, with three more deaths, and the numbers still dropping for overall cases today, with last week's highest count at 654 cases. Our last story here a World War II veteran named Graham Clapp celebrated his 102nd birthday on monday and was so happy to have a fleet of military vehicles drive by his house to celebrate him in sports the toronto maple leafs beat the canadians 2-1 last night with the leafs scoring their last goal to win in the third period making the leafs 1-0 for the regular season so far more in sports canada's soccer team defeats panama 4-1 to yesterday with alfonso davies scoring such a crazy shot he caught attention from drake Many people are happy about Canada winning as it leads to them playing in the World Cup qualifying matches. Riot Radio weather. Today it's looking cloudy with a high of 19 degrees and dropping to 17 degrees tonight. Friday we'll have a high of 20 degrees and a low of 15 degrees, while having some showers throughout the day. It's currently 19 degrees. For Riot Radio News, I'm Ethan Annette.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
12: Welcome to Pixels. I'm your host, Ethan Annette. Today, I'll be talking about a recent video game that just came out called New World, and I'll talk about upcoming games you should have your eyes on. More on that in a moment, this week on DC Focus.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? This is DC Focus on Riot Radio.
12: Durham College is hosting Plarnet, a movement and group that takes not used plastic bags from the street and probably from stores or maybe from their household and makes them into sleeping bags for the homeless. So if you feel like helping out and wanting to give some who may have not had a thanksgiving dinner maybe this can be their late thanksgiving. This event is taking place October 18th from 1030am to 1130am. In Whitby The deputy mayor plans to implement a rule stating all town facilities and schools will have free menstrual products for everybody following his body shaming claims made against him. That's DC Focus right here on Riot Radio.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio.
12: back to pixels i'm your host ethan annette today i'll be bringing you my thoughts on the new and popular mmorpg called new world this game came out only a couple weeks ago maybe just under a couple weeks ago and i've been loving it playing it with my roommate and friends and it really resembles games such as world of warcraft and runescape but i was really young when those games came out i did get to play world of warcraft a bit but i was like four or five and it was just I was not old enough to understand what to do so didn't play it too much but this game is really giving me that kind of experience and I'm old enough to actually know what to do get through it and just have fun and it's just it's just amazing the game just has so much to do in it too like uh, gathering crafting exploring hunting and so much more and I would say it resembles World of Warcraft and Runescape a lot. Like, World of Warcraft had a very, very big map. But you didn't really uh, you didn't really go out and gather stuff. It was more quests. Well, I guess you did gather stuff. But uh, Runescape, it was a lot of building your mining and chopping down trees and stuff. So it gets those from Runescape, but World of Warcraft, it's really... It's just, you gotta play the game. It's very, uh... They're very intertwined. But... Yeah, so much to do in it, and I would recommend it to any fans of RPG games, role-playing games. This game is made by Amazon Games, which is weird. Yes, the Amazon, founded by Jeff Bezos, which makes me feel very odd about it, considering I've never heard of them making games before. But hey, they did a very good job, and hey, I'll pay some money as long as I'm not getting ripped off or anything. Now for some upcoming games you should have your eyes on, I've had my eye on Battlefield 2042 for a while, now for those of you who have played the beta testing for the game such as myself, you know the the game needs some work, but I still had fun during the beta testing. Many bugs and glitches were still in the game, but that's to be expected with a beta, still very fun, the game still felt like Battlefield even though many say it feels like a new Call of Duty, but I, I disagree. Another game coming out to release day soon is Forza Horizon 5. And for all you car enthusiasts like myself are very excited for this release. I'm really excited for this one as the cars in this game just look so nice. And even in the trailers, just, oh man, they shine. And the sounds have really been upscaled since Forza Horizon 4. You can really tell what kind of engine it is, what's been done to it. They just really went into it. To really enhance your experience with this game, though, I would recommend buying a driving simulator with the wheels and the pedals and stick shift and everything. It really immerses you into it. I don't have one, but I've I've used one at my friends, and it's just awesome. They are a little pricey, though. But thanks for listening. See you on Pixels next week on Riot Radio.
4: This is Riot Radio News. Hi, I'm Bailey Higgins, and this is
13: what's making news this hour. Premier Doug Ford released a statement this morning announcing an update on upcoming changes to COVID-19 restrictions. Ford says all locations that require proof of vaccination will be able to run at full capacity with no limits. Locations that do not require proof of vaccination will still have to follow regular capacity rules, though. The premier says he will release the official changes sometime next week. Tragedy struck in Norway last night when five people were killed in what Norwegian authorities are calling an act of terrorism. A 37-year-old Dutch man allegedly used a bow and arrow to shoot eight people in the small town of Kongsberg. Only three of the eight victims survived with two still in intensive care. The accused man is currently in custody and will face his first hearing on Friday. A Nova Scotian fishing crew awoke to a surprise this morning when they discovered their captain was no longer steering the ship. The three crew members claimed they were asleep while the captain was manning the wheelhouse, but once they awoke, the crew couldn't find the captain anywhere on the vessel. The crew then reported the man missing somewhere off the southern coast of Nova Scotia, and the Canadian Coast Guard has since dispatched rescue aircraft and ships to help find the lost sailor. In sports, the Leafs had their home opener last night, pulling a solid 2-1 win over the Habs. William Nylander scored the winning goal for the Leafs to break the 1-1 tie, with head coach Sheldon Keefe calling it a clutch goal. This was the Leafs' first high-capacity home game since March of 2020. MLB playoffs are heating up right now with only one game to go in the division series. The final game is taking place tonight at 9 o'clock between the LA Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. Whichever team wins tonight's game will move on to play the Atlanta Braves this Saturday. Riot Radio weather. It's looking to be warm in Oshawa today with a high of 20 degrees during the day and a slightly cooler low of 17 degrees. There will be a little bit of cloud coverage during the day with sunny breaks and into the night you can expect cloud coverage with some light showers around about midnight. Friday is looking a little sloppier with some light rain in the morning but this will clear up for several hours in the middle of the day before more light showers at night. Friday will still be warm though reaching a high of 20 degrees during the day and a low of 18 at night. It's currently 20 degrees Celsius For Riot Radio News, I'm Bailey Higgins. Hi, I'm Bailey Higgins, and welcome to my show called Food for Thought, the show where I feed your brain with different ideas and opinions to get that big thinker of yours pondering the events happening around the world. Today, I'm going to talk about those fancy electric cars everyone's been talking about and why they may not be as perfect as they seem. All of that coming up in just a few short minutes on Riot Radio.
0: Campus life and regional stories about people and places. What's happening in Durham Region? Region. This is DC Focus on Riot Radio. This week
13: on DC Focus, the McLaughlin Durham Regional Cancer Center has been helping fight cancer since its construction in 2007. This facility now treats around 18,000 people a year and provides a closer cancer center to people in the Durham Region. Lakeridge Health, which McLaughlin is a part of, is looking to raise $20 million to help support this facility with a new campaign called Our Cancer. The money raised will be used to help purchase things like diagnostic imaging or treatment technology, with about $5 million set aside to support treatment innovations and potential cures. The campaign hopes to use this money to make cancer treatment accessible to even more people in the Durham region. That's DC Focused right here on Riot Radio welcome back to food for thought i'm your host bailey higgins and i hope that brain of yours is still hungry electric cars are all the rage these days tesla in fact made around 500,000 of them last year alone and even our own canadian government pledges to go completely electric by 2035. wow what an unimaginable leap in technology we can finally rest peacefully knowing we are doing what's best for the environment but is that really true first i'd like to go back in time to 1908 When transportation changed for the masses, because this is when Ford released the famous Model T, a.k.a. the world's first mass-produced car. At the time, this was groundbreaking. Ford had essentially created the new horse, and for a long time, people thought gasoline cars were the way of the future. As we know now, what clearly looked like a fantastic solution to public transportation is now creating massive difficulties with our environment today. Now, does any of this situation sound a little familiar to you? Humanity creates a wonderful invention that solves a crazy problem with unprecedented success. Oh my goodness gracious, this is going to change the way we do things across the globe, people will say. To me, this sounds eerily like the rise of electric cars. And it made me want to do a little investigating about the topic before I got a little too excited. First and foremost, you and I can agree that EVs produce far less greenhouse gas pollution than a gas-powered car which is fairly obvious. One farts toxic gas into the air 24-7 while the other just slowly dies like an overused iPhone. From this outside glance of electric cars, it seems like a simple conclusion. EVs are better because they use electricity for power as opposed to fossil fuels. Unfortunately, it isn't so simple. Electricity in Canada is produced in a variety of different ways, from coal mines to fields of solar panels. Canada pretty much uses every method possible to produce the power we need to live our everyday lives. Most of this power, however, is generated by renewable resources, which is good, but not quite great yet. For example, the top two methods for producing electricity in Canada are hydro and nuclear power plants. Hydroelectric dams produce just over 60% of Canada's electricity, harnessing the power of water and gravity for the greater good. However, These dams are actually pretty horrible for any local marine life in the area, with some studies showing that around 400,000 fish get turned into little sushi cubes every year by swimming through the dam's turbines. And that's not even accounting for the marine life that has been cut off from its natural water supply by this giant man-made wall of concrete. In hindsight, this is not a surprising outcome. I mean, if someone built a giant wall in the middle of your home that may or may not suck you into a human-sized carburetor, you'd probably have some difficulties adjusting as well. And don't think I forgot about nuclear power plants. After all, where does all that lovely nuclear waste go once all that uranium is used up? Nowhere good, I'm afraid. So far, the best storage method for that junk is in a barrel underground. Not to mention using nuclear fusion to create energy is kind of like walking into an antique shop with a baby holding a hand grenade. If done correctly, it is surprisingly safe. But if that uranium baby gets even a little upset, the consequences could be catastrophic. Now I don't want to freak you out because these methods of producing electricity are still far better than using coal and oil. So while they aren't perfect yet, they still are better than the previous solutions for green energy. Keep that brain warmed up for me. I'll be back in a few minutes after a quick break to bring you some more thoughts on how green electric cars really are. Only on Riot Radio. Hi, I'm Bailey Higgins, and welcome back to Food for Thought. So far, I've told you about how the fuel of electric cars is not as green as you may expect, but what about the batteries that hold all that juicy electricity? Every electric car brand has its own battery with different ratios of minerals used to help store the energy in your car. There are two minerals that are required for any basic lithium-ion battery used today. They are cobalt and, of course, lithium. These fun little minerals seem harmless. After all, it's Not like you're burning them to make a car move forward, right? But again, the world is not so simple. For starters, cobalt is a pretty blue rock used in all lithium-ion batteries, but especially in smartphones and laptops. This nifty mineral can be found in a few places across the globe, but about 60% of the world's cobalt is currently mined from one particular third world country, the Democratic Republic of Congo. On paper, this sounds great for the country, a new budding industry that could bring millions of dollars to the local economy, but the Congo isn't the easiest place to pull out of poverty, unfortunately. You see, the Congo has the third highest amount of child labor in the world right now. And yes, cobalt mines do play a part in this horrible practice. Before you start looking at every Tesla with disgust, though, it is important to note that it's an estimated 20% of cobalt mines are currently using child labor. And most of these camps are small scale. Meaning, as of right now at least, the likelihood of you using products built by children is still relatively low. But with a growing demand for lithium-ion batteries because of electric cars, these numbers could change, and not necessarily for the better. Now let's look at the mineral the batteries are named after, lithium. Like cobalt, most of lithium is located in one spot, and it's called the lithium triangle. This triangle contains the borders of three countries, Chile, Bolivia, and Argentina. There is so much lithium in this region, economists believe the wealth obtained by mining this lithium could be on par with the wealth garnered by the Saudi royalty with their oil fields. Again, sounds great for the local South American economy, but the environmental impacts caused by mining may be a little too devastating. The biggest problem is the mining process itself. It's estimated that the mining of enough lithium to power a single car leaves a worse carbon footprint than the creation of an entire combustion engine. This is because of the massive amount of water required to mine the lithium. Around 1.9 million liters of water is required per ton of lithium mined in an area already notorious for droughts. This can drastically affect a local population's water supply. The damage doesn't stop there, because not all of the lithium is harvested perfectly. Some of it ends up in the air after the water has evaporated, adding a nice lithium taste to the local chilly air and potentially leading to health complications for both humans and natural wildlife anywhere near the mines. This water can also seep deep into the ground, contaminating soil and natural water sources galore. Now I've already mentioned this area is very dry, so destroying what little reservoirs do exist is like rolling a snowball down a hill. The snowball only gets bigger with time and eventually it could become quite a large problem. The more the water is contaminated, the less water is available for wildlife and the residents who live in the area surrounding the salt flats. So after taking into account some of the ways electric cars may impact the environment, do you still think electric is better than gas? Do electric cars impact third world countries more than first world countries? Personally, I think it's a great stepping stone, but it looks like we may have only found a short-term solution to a long-term problem. Electric is definitely better in some ways, but maybe people should look into some of the nitty-gritty details before they claim electric cars are going to save the world. That's all I have for you today on Food for Thought. I hope I filled your brain up with new ideas to think on. My name is Bailey Higgins and this is Riot
0: Radio. You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media Students at Durham College.